1: Hello, it is Happy the holiday season. Jenny Happy is as old as me birthday. now. Do 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 um, do do. do. Oh, well, for like a three weeks or yeah, something. it's a beautiful time in um, buffering the Vampire Slayer's life. The time between okay. November 22nd and December 17th okay. every year.
2: Now, how could anybody who listens to our podcast remember when my birthday is? That's my question. <laughs>
1: Well, this year they remembered because there was a Grand Jenny birthday sale uh, in our merchandise store. Actually, true, true. Uh, so hopefully you didn't miss that. If you did, it's a, a beautiful be... celebration of me. Yes, you should be following us on social media uh, at BufferingCast because uh, sometimes we announce sales and we can't deliver an episode unto thine ears. So we put it on social media. Uh, if you missed it, we had a, a three-day sale in our store. The code for which was sixty-nine sixty-nine. 69 in honor of Jenny's birth. Jenny, do you know what else you should be thankful for?
2: Yeah, yeah, I actually do. Do It's also something that that makes me think of 696969. (laughs) Additionally, (laughs) it's Kate Leth on this episode, guesting with us gracing everyone with her hot, hot 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 hot
1: hot hot takes yo kate Lev was in the room with us all three of us are in the same room and i don't know what's gonna happen when we do uh, an episode in season seven with kate like I, because like at this point it's just gotten out of hand um you're in for a honestly treat in this episode i i would say
2: yeah it's like the fuck when we get together with kate it's like the roman empires under the rule of caligula doing a podcast or something <laughs>
1: Um, I don't it's know. It's fucking <laughs> mess. I don't know how to transition us from Caligula to the Holiday Gift Exchange, but there you have it. Uh, If you are... (laughs) (laughs) If you're a patron of ours uh, at any level, you know you get a whole bunch of cool shit. One of those things is being a part of the patron-organized, Scooby organized Holiday Gift Exchange. Uh, This is the third year, I believe, that it has happened. Jenny and I are both in the Holiday Gift Exchange as well, so we all get shaken around in a big bin, metaphorically, and... uh, assigned to one other Scooby and we buy that Scooby a present and that Scooby buys us a present and we send it to each other. And it's really sweet and special. The deadline to sign up for the holiday gift exchange this year is November 29th. Um, and we'll put up a post on Patreon today, um, just with the link to that Scooby organized holiday gift exchange so that you can get in there, um, before the deadline passes.
2: Yes. Sign up before the deadline passes. Uh, and if you, happen to draw me as the person you want you have to get a gift
1: for this is um, now a and podcast you... for one
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you want to and you want to double down and get me a birthday present and a christmas what? present
1: that's, that's allowed i'm a host i just made that rule wow. thank you I, yeah, okay fine well my birthday is december 17th jenny we should have a birthday gift I exchange can't... where everybody gets us and they just all send us birthday presents <laughs>
2: God, that would be a really good scam. You're right. I'm Um, ruining the Scooby spirit.
1: I'm like, isn't it so nice? We all give each other gifts. And by the end of this, we're just like, send us all the presents. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) um, Speaking of presents, we have, I think it's the best our store has ever looked, our Buffering the Vampire Slayer store. Um, We worked with John Allison Weiss on two new designs, a Tis the Season design that has Faith's knife pointing directly at Buffy's steak. It says, tis the season, whatever that means. It's Hope a- they don't accidentally touch. <laughs> it's an amazing crew neck sweatshirt in the U.S. store. And if you're in the U.K., it's an amazing T-shirt. It's in both places, just different uh, apparel items. In the U.S. Mm-hmm, store, we mm-hmm. also have not one, but two Sleepaway Witch Camp T-shirts, also designed by John Allison Weiss. We also so did a special holiday printing of our most famous shirt of all smash the demon Lizard <laughs> patriarchy. Um, we did it on a black t-shirt with gold foil printing. It's going to be beautiful. so gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's beautiful.
2: We've also got a flipping Christmas ball. We've got a Christmas ornament for you to hang on your tree. If you have, if you're the kind of person who has a tree and if you're not, you can hang it on just about anything that accepts hooks <laughs> as a hanging device. Youch. <laughs> it's, it's a sweet green Christmas ball with the smash the demon lizard patriarchy little logo on it. It's so beautiful. We've also got a partridge. We've also got a pear tree. Ooh, and and a mug. pretty much everything you could want. Yes. And a mug and the mug you could hang on a tree if the branches were strong enough. It's a heavy, hefty diner mug. It's the kind of mug you'd use to, you know, if you were tied up, uh, and captured by a villain, you could use this mug once you untied your hands to knock the villain out, and escape. Just
1: a thought. And that, Um, my friends, is capitalism at its finest. (laughs) Hooray! Protect yourself. Buy our mug. (laughs) So (laughs) you can do that.
2: You can buy that mug or anything else you would like from us by uh, going to bufferingthevampireslayer.com
1: and clicking on shop. Also... Uh, we have some events happening. Uh, If you were paying attention, you know that our prom is a two-night affair this year. It's in April. It's in Brooklyn. And the first night of it, the live taping of I Was Made to Love You has sold out completely. All of the bundles have sold out, but there are still single tickets um, available for prom that you can get. So if you just want to go to Saturday night's prom, those tickets are still available. Also, we've got about mm, 10, 15 tickets left to San Francisco, which happens in just a few days on Friday. Friday, December sixth. Um, so sell
2: can- us out. Yeah, sell us so you can go out.
1: to bufferingthevampireslayer.com. Just click on events, uh, and you can find out all the information for all of those upcoming events. Jenny, talk to us about sex and tension.
2: I've got all the data you need. And uh, man, I really like these numbers this week. Ever since I bought Bitcoin, I'm I'm really into numbers. So this week, (laughs) this week, I can tell you that last episode's poll came in as such with a shocking I think this is the lowest percentage anyone's ever gotten. Even Riley has well, I gotten. Mean, it's literally higher the lowest percentage than this. you could
1: ever
2: <laughs> <bet>. With 1% <laughs> of the vote in fourth place, we have Buffy and Ben. <laughs> Brutal. Brutal. Sorry, Charlie Weber. So sorry. Uh, with 5% of the vote, with a mystifying 5% of the vote, <laughs> we've got. The Beast and the Key. All that sweat added up to more tension than Buffy and Ben could
1: muster. Exactly. I was going to say, it's all about the sweat. Now,
2: some other people,
1: 34%
2: of the people are starting to show their true colors and letting us know that they would like to see Buffy and William take the crown. But no, Buffy and William are just in second place, putting my girl and also my preferred currency, money... That's Anya and Money in first place with 60% of the vote. Hell yeah.
1: All right, Jenny. Everybody wants to get into this episode, so let's get through a couple more things, namely, and first, some spooky news. Spooky news. All right, Jenny, are you ready for this one?
2: (coughs) wait let me just make sure my my airway is clear just in case you're about
1: (laughs) to say bats it's not about bats it's not technically about skeletons it is about disney world this is a story that is it's older it's on thrillist in october of 2018 but i didn't learn about it until one of our listeners sarah may sent it in the title of the article says it all The title is, People Keep Scattering Human Ashes at Disney World and Custodians Are Not Pleased. No! Um, No, human ashes are, like, chunky. What? Well, they're this all oh, they're all rude. over Disney World. According to the custodial staff, <laughs> human oh ash has been discovered all across the park territory in the flower beds on the Pirates of the Caribbean installation, <laughs> in the moat beneath the Dumbo ride, and Jenny with the highest frequency through the Haunted Mansion attraction. Of course, of course. Of, well, that's where course. you have the greatest cover with which to uh, under which to scatter the ashes <laughs> of your loved ones. <laughs> so apparently, this is like one of the most known. Own, quote secrets of being a custodian at disney world which is that in addition to cleaning up uh the park of things you'd expect like probably hot dog wrappers and i don't know mickey mouse stickers you're also <laughs> cleaning up human remains so the next time wow, you're in disney that... world take a deep breath in everybody that's not glitter no. it's humans okay that's been your spooky news <laughs>
2: tough to say anything after what you just told me but hey we've got some upcoming patreon events just in case you uh want to get in on these want to let you know we've got a buffy watch of fool for love coming up on december 21st then we've got a buffy watch of scream 2 coming up on january 11th then we've got a jenny (laughs) concert jenny owen young sings the buffering the vampire slayer songbook on february 22nd Those are all open to every level of Patreon. And we also just dropped a mailbag for our $10 a month and higher subscribers last week.
1: Yes. Yes. So the mailbag was really great. It might be my favorite episode of our podcast.
2: (laughs) Yes. And it contains yet another incredible story about Mark Blucas, which you don't want to miss. Truly.
1: Um, Okay. Uh, Last but certainly not least, certainly not least, we wanted to talk to you about our episode transcriptions. This is actually related to Patreon. Um, Because of your support on Patreon, we're able to do a lot of things, right? We're able to, like, fly to places and do interviews. We're able to make you better songs and do more research and make this podcast All of the wonderful things that it is. Um, But another thing that we were able to do is actually put a budget in place to pay for transcriptions starting in season five. Um, And moving forward, you know that we've been doing transcriptions because you're all incredible and you've been volunteering and organizing. Uh, JD, who was the person who organized you transcribers way back in the day, is the person that we hired. So JD now is doing those transcriptions. We're able to pay JD to do those transcriptions. And it means that when the episodes in season five go up, up, those transcriptions usually go up within 24 hours of the episode dropping. So we are more accessible now than we've ever been. We're really, really excited about it. It's because of your support. And we have 26 old episodes from seasons past. So we're looking to gather five human beings on a volunteer sort of volunteer. We have some great, like, reward packages for these five volunteers. Um, we're looking to get five people to transcribe five episodes. That's five by five, if you did the math, <laughs> um, by January 15th. Those volunteers will be getting two tickets to prom 2020, or if you aren't able to be in New York this year and you want to hang on, you can get two tickets to any future live taping of ours. Um, you have to get yourself to the city, but uh, we'll give you two tickets. You also get any t-shirt you want from the store, any sweatshirt you want from the store four enamel pins and any of the screen printed posters from season five, you pick one and we'll sign them for you. And um, that's all included in what you're doing and volunteering. And once that's done every single episode of our podcast will be transcribed and they'll all be done moving forward as we talked about. If you want to learn more, if you want to learn how to be one of those five volunteers, go to bufferingthevampireslayer.com slash transcriptions. Um, That's also where you can find all of the episodes that are transcribed up till now. So thank you to those of you who have volunteered. Thank you to JD for organizing everything. Thank you to the patrons for allowing this to be possible. And hell yeah, to finishing our transcription project. Yeah, I'd like to
2: second that hell yeah. And from all of us here at Buffering the Vampire Slayer, we want to say thank you to you, our extended Chosen family. And if you're celebrating a holiday this week, we hope you have a good one and that it's safe and warm and positive.
1: Uh, Yeah, Jenny, I think you've done it again. We have this episode about Chosen family to kind of kick off the holiday season for so many of us and um, I know that so many of you are going to be celebrating with family chosen and otherwise and for some it will be difficult for some it will be wonderful and for many it will be both of those things at the same time so when you get to the end of the episode today and you're listening to the song try to imagine the thousands of people who are listening to it with you uh, because we're all part of your chosen family and we love you all so much Uh, and we'll see you back here in a couple weeks with our live taping of fool for love but for now let's fucking get some kate left. hell yeah
2: welcome to yet another episode of Buffering the Vampire Slayer, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer one at a time in chronological order, spoiler free. I am Jenny Owen Youngs. And I am
1: Kristen Russo, and this week we're talking about season five, episode six, Family. Stay tuned to the end of this podcast every other week for an original song written by Jenny Owen Youngs, sitting right next to me, hello. <laughs> recapping the Buffy episode we are discussing. If you have not started listening to Angel on Top, it rules. It goes in tandem with us. It's hosted by Brittany Ashley and Laura Zack, and it's about um, Angel, if you didn't guess.
2: Family. Family was written <laughs> and directed by Joss Whedon and originally aired on November 7th, 2000.
1: Wow, I didn't do my research. I didn't even know until right now that it was written and directed by Joss Whedon. We'll get there. (gasps) This is the one where when relatives arrive in Sunnydale to celebrate her birthday, Tara uses a magical spell on her friends to keep them from learning her quote, secret. Meanwhile, a demon we are referring to as strong blonde currently unleashes a horde of demons to hunt down Buffy. This is also the one where Kate, Fucking leth is in the room with us.
3: Hi. 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 Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hello. You look great. Thank you. Thank you. I tried to wear my best strong blonde outfit (laughs) as a natural strong blonde (laughs) who lives a strong magenta lifestyle.
1: Here I am. Oh, Kate. It's always so wonderful to have you (laughs) with us. and so wonderful to have the gang back together. Now, uh, people don't know this, but we're recording this way in advance because we wanted to all be in the same room together. And so that means that it's only been a couple of days since Philadelphia was stunned by your Buffy fashion watch video. (laughs) I still feel a bit verklempt.
3: I I, I haven't listened to the episode yet, but I I want
1: to just to hear the (laughs) reaction. You have to listen because we did something very special right at the end of your fashion watch. Oh my gosh. Okay. 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 I'm going to, I'm,
3: well, I'm, I will have heard it by now and I'm going to say, oh my God, (laughs) amazing. (laughs) So good. Uh, Yeah, that was very, very exciting and something where over the course of about five hours, I want to say, I transformed uh, my webcam and my
1: computer laptop into... A studio using all of the photo equipment that I own. <laughs> Nothing but the absolute best from yes, you, you yes, know? We were like, how about a video? And you were like, here's 47 costume changes, <laughs> professional lighting, and makeup. There were only six costume changes. Only six. Um,
3: one got scrapped. Uh, <laughs> it was it was too much. If you can possibly I can't. imagine you impossible can't. to conceive. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was a lot of fun. So, Kate, you picked this episode. I did. Um, you know, we were like, Kate, whatever episode you desire shall be yours and you were like family yeah so do you want to start macro and talk about like this episode and why you picked it
3: yeah because I love to cry <laughs> um, you know I, I love to come on because what was the one we did last season was also it was a bit of a cry episode I like the ones that have uh intense feelings yeah um and yes. I like the Willow and Tara episodes yeah yes. oh this... why <laughs> I <know. laughs> How come so impossible? <laughs> um, I just I love this one. I it, it it always makes me cry every time I watch it. Yeah. And there are a lot of episodes that I have become sort of desensitized to because I've seen them a hundred times. But this one gets me every time. I was rewatching uh, the end of it while doing my makeup. <laughs> And yeah. had to take a Bad pause. Bad timing. Yeah, this yeah. yes. is like oh, not waterproof mascara. Okay. No, wait, <laughs> yeah, wait. I'm
1: like even waterproof mascara might not be waterproof if you're crying actively while applying. <laughs> yeah, not enough.
3: So I don't know. I just think it's really beautiful. It's the episode where you know Tara's sort of finally welcomed into the group, where she's kind of uh, finds her place and is cemented. And and seeing it. found families are just like my whole deal. So yeah. you know, it's a it's a good one. And the analogy is. So over the top. Dude. But I love it. <laughs>
1: it's it is. It's over the top and perfect. Like I love those it hands too. are heavy.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, let's jump in at the top, shall
2: we? Well feels like only yesterday we were talking about where's Miss Kitty Fantastico been all these many episodes here she is.
1: Jenny texted me frantically like, thank God Miss Kitty Fantastico is back.
2: She's so important. Yeah, She's so
3: important and so cute and so little.
1: She's so little. Still, she's so little. It
2: mm-hmm. seems like she may She must been... be like a runt or something, right? Oh, the runt she's of the litter. She's been around for a while, but she's still tiny and like all and floofy. floofy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. Ooh. But yeah, it's, it's a sweet opening scene because it's like, you know when we're seeing more of it this season that we're getting this dom- domestic kind of love between tara and willow and that like tara's in her cute little boxers and willow's wearing like pink leopard pajamas it's so cute
3: and i love i just even re-watching it now uh, identifying so much with willow in this scene when she's just like Tell me a cute story. <laughs> That's fine. I don't have to be snuggled. I was like, oh, man, Colin has heard of that a time or two. Um, also would die for the way Tara says, vixen. Oh, my God. Seriously?
1: <laughs> you So cute. Vixen for cuddles. <laughs> um, also, there's a line in this scene, in this opening scene, that just tickled me in the way that the, like, Wicca queerdom parallel always gets me that, like, Fucking Tara says to Willow, uh, "Do you mind if I keep the light on? I was going to look up some spells." Like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. it's like sure, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> like you were. The, the the gayest line of all, like, yeah. "Hey, can we? I just have some spells to look up, so I have to leave the bedroom light on."
2: Mm-hmm. Also, she like says she wants to look up spells she wants to like feel useful and she yeah. wants to keep up with willow but then like two seconds later is like i'll just turn off the light and spoon you <laughs> and we get the incredibly
3: sweet exchange of her saying i never feel useful and then willis says you are you're essential
1: yes and we oh. talked about this a little bit actually in episode two where like tara was using dawn as her like uh what do you call it? Proxy? Mm. Um, Where she was like, Dawn feels really left out. Dawn feels, you know, whatever. And part of it was genuine, but this is really the first time that we're hearing Tara give voice directly to like, I feel left out. I feel Mm. like I'm not important in this group. Can't, also, just, like, for this episode and, and sort
3: of through the rest of this season, I love every time Tara and Dawn interact. Oh. I have a lot of feelings yeah. about Dawn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have a lot of
3: feelings about Dawn that have evolved
1: as I have evolved mm-hmm. and grown.
3: Well, um,
1: I want to hear them. Can we hear your thoughts on Dawn? It's not like we get to talk to you every week about as the as the Dawn progresses.
3: Yeah, I hated her like capital H when I was younger but mm-hmm. I also you know didn't like Buffy as much when I was younger and Willow was my my only uh my only girl that well and Tara obviously there are a lot never mind no that sentence is not true at all you're like <laughs> um, everyone's no, like because no, gonna... <laughs> there's Anya and there's yeah everyone um no I just she drove me nuts um it, it was just she was such a poochie right and I'm sure you have talked about this poochie is the poochie? thing that, Okay, it's on The Simpsons, and it's like a writer term where, like, that's a character that's introduced for no reason just to appeal to a younger audience because your characters have aged up and your audience has aged up. Um, they do it on an episode that's of The Simpsons where they're like, it's Poochie, the dog, and he shows up and, like, he's cool, and he's got sunglasses <laughs> oh and all this kind God. of stuff. And that is always how Dawn felt to me. It's like, we didn't, why? Why is she here? Right. Oh, yeah, to, yeah. you know, for a younger audience. And I loved Harriet the Spy. Nothing against Michelle Trackenberg, but... I did not like her. And now as an, as an older person who has uh, empathy, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, no, I get it. I get where she's coming from. You know, some of, some of her storylines are a little irritating, but there are some really sweet moments. And again, Every interaction she has with Tara is great. It's so sweet. They're, there's just a few of them, but they're always really, really sweet. So when you're watching, like, look out for those. And, and just imagine me being like, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm on that side of the fence. I mean, I watched Buffy for the first time as an adult person. Yeah. So I think that that's probably part of the reason that I didn't hate. Because people have just the most venomous hatred they for They really Dawn. do. <laughs> and I never did. I really have a soft spot for Dawn.
3: Yeah. In my rewatch this time around, I dislike Riley a lot more Mm. (laughs) sorry Jenny and and to have more sympathy for Dawn so you know that's growth I think things
1: (laughs) evolve which is what's fun like we need to all do this again in 20 years and see where we're at yeah who do we like now we only only Giles (laughs) (laughs) only and still Giles so, okay. So after the scene uh, in Tara and Willow's bedroom, we go to the summer's living room. And this is like a really powerful scene too. Mm. Just the proximity with which Giles and Buffy are sitting to each other like conveys like intimacy, but like emergency, like when something is really, really wrong. That's the only time you would ever sit like this close to somebody with like their relationship. They don't want anybody to overhear them. And it, this is like, real.
3: Yeah, and the lighting is is very intentional in this. It's very dark. It's very like you you can't, you know, it's <laughs> it weirdly reminded me of of the scene in Dexter <laughs> where it's like you go back to Dexter's childhood and it's his dad being like so you killed that dog next door. Guess I'm going to teach you to murder. Um, and it like, as it gets further and further in, into the scene and they're getting more explicit about, uh, you know, how he's going to teach his kid how to murder. Uh, wow. Look, anyway, um, <laughs> but it does that same kind of thing where the characters get darker and darker and like they're lit sort of from behind, which is, is very, the, the emphasis is so much on that. Their conversation is dark. Their conversation is troubled and, and difficult. And I, I really like that Buffy doesn't, always do that kind of stuff yeah um but i really enjoyed it and i noticed it more in this scene because it is like
1: intense yeah and you know only these two know only giles and buffy know Right. And that's kind of what we learn in this scene is that they're gonna keep this a secret from everyone. Yeah. Which does seem like a good call, um, in terms of like, especially with Willow. We know how Willow Willow can't make it two feet no. keeping a secret yeah. or like <laughs> keeping her shit together when she yeah. knows something. So um I do think it's important like I think I would have made the same decision to keep it, but mm-hmm. it is a big secret to carry. Yeah. The Don is the key.
3: I don't know if we <laughs> said specifically that's what we're right. talking well, about. Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: Right. Yes. Dawn yes. is key. Yes. Uh, and, huh. and we found out at the end of last episode and, yeah. and Buffy has told just Giles. Yeah.
2: So we also get like a little bit more of a dimension here with the, um, with how much sort of like memory world building yeah. the, the monks were able to, um, fit into this whole situation. Buffy remembers Dawn crying for a week when their
1: parents split up. Yeah. But, like, that, of course, didn't happen. And that's, like, a traumatic thing. Yeah. Like, it's, and it, and I think they do a good job of, like, kind of underlining how traumatic that is. Like, their, their memories have been fucked with. Yeah. Um, and also, on top of that, what the fuck, Mr. Summers?
3: <laughs> I know. Yeah. I was rewatching this being like, oh, man. I do love that they took a moment to be like, hey, Buffy's dad still, still sucks. Yeah. Still, still sucks a lot. I didn't call back
1: that Joyce is like sick. What yeah. the fuck? Mm, relatable. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's real <laughs> shitty. Yeah. It
3: is real shitty. I, uh, that
1: is also a thing
3: I appreciate as an adult <laughs> now Yeah, as a person with a shitty dad. Um, it's like watching that happen and, and she, it's like, that is so background to everything else that's happening, but that would that's really traumatic it's like i'm also dealing with demons i'm also dealing with this unknown demon that's coming in i just found out my sister's not real (laughs) also my dad has like run off to spain with a secretary that's that's like a footnote so you know it it really it really underlines and and sets up as this season does really well like how much of the the weight of the world that buffy is carrying yeah so
1: yeah totally i told you i love to cry (laughs) I don't know. As I was watching this episode, I was like, aha, uh-huh, this yeah. is the one that Kate picked. And speaking
2: of the weight of the world, yes. the next thing we see is strong blonde standing up from
1: amidst a building's worth of rubble. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, with her beautiful line delivery. Okay, now I'm upset.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love her. I really didn't the first time around. Um, but the same way as the first time around I didn't like Cordelia. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, she's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> she's so amazing.
1: And it's really <laughs> fun to watch the fight scenes between these two. Like yeah. that there are, you know, that there's this very strong uh demon foe um mm-hmm. who's tossing Buffy and who Buffy I mean this is really the first time that we've seen how strong this character is but it's just fun that they're both like super femme super tiny yeah and just kicking a lot of ass <laughs> it's great it's great <laughs> so back to school if you think you think in the next scene or at least i did like oh we're going back to school and they're, they're moving buffy in but they're not moving buffy in. they're moving buffy out yeah yep <laughs>
3: And I really, really love Anya in this part oh my she's God. just like, keeps being like, how fun, we're doing this again after she- we just moved <laughs> you in.
1: Yeah. Anya hasn't picked up on all of the nuances of being a human, but fucking sarcasm she's got. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I
3: love her in this scene and it, it's... Just great.
1: Also, um, in this scene, we get first of all, we get Giles literally saying that he wants to be the patriarchal figure. Oh, yeah. I wrote that down too. <laughs> I was like, have they ever said this word out loud I don't in the think show? So. Do so we have so. to give an honorary jingle to Giles for, for actually speaking it in the show?
0: The patriarchal
1: in addition to Giles saying the word patriarchy, Xander and Riley Russell, I was wondering Jenny, if you had any thoughts on that.
2: Hot. Hot. Did somebody say body French farce? (laughs) That really got me that line. I got a guffaw. Also like Buffy kind of references that she's doing this because Joyce hasn't been well, but we have to imagine that, this has at least as much to do with dawn as it does with joyce yeah. The buffy doesn't want to be at school she wants to be home yeah right. guarding the fortress her. yes yeah.
1: totally totally uh which is an ongoing theme in this whole episode right she's just like where is dawn Dawn, you cannot go over to hang out with what's her friend's name melinda, melinda. 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 sounds like a troublemaker to me <laughs> do you think that melinda's pat's daughter like, do you think? Sorry, for your loss, Melinda. Uh, that but, would be incredible. You know, yeah. I was just wondering if they were of the same uh, neighborly home.
3: That uh, entire
1: exchange is so gold. <laughs> it's like Kids these
3: days are like experimenting with shortness. shortness. You really gotta nip that in the bud. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So, anyhow, when they're they're moving Buffy back into the house, and we get this wrestling scene, which is great. But we also get this. I think they hit it three times in the episode. The joke. That Tara tries to explain. She tries. Oh, she delivers yeah, it. it. Oh boy! Yes. yes. Oh boy! Yes. yes.
0: It's very good. You learn her source, and uh, we'll introduce her to her insect reflection. Um, that that was funny. If you um, if you studied Tagler and Mythic Rites and are a complete dork.
1: I mean, and it's, it's, it's sad in this first iteration because Mm -hmm. she's already feeling left out and she says, you know, whatever about insect reflection and nobody laughs. And then she walks outside and she just goes, stupid.
2: No.
3: Who hasn't been there? Who hasn't felt like that? I've Ugh.
1: certainly felt like that. It's just so sad to watch Tara feel like that. Of
3: course it is. Of course. But you have to set that up for the sort of uh, progression of the story. Yeah.
1: Unfortunately. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. so we have to see her being sad so yeah. we can see her triumphant at the end. Mm-hmm. And we learn that it's Tara's birthday. Yeah, Or almost Tara's birthday.
2: Oh. And Willow has arranged for a party that no one remembers.
1: Yeah. This is kind of rough, right? It is. The way that they um, talk about—I don't know if we're going there next—but uh, w- the way that Xander and Buffy talk about Tara,
3: it's a little off to me because it's like—I mean, I get it; they don't really know her, but the way they sort of talk about her—that like she's not really welcome—and I don't know. It's, there's just like there's something strange about it to me because it's like I don't—I don't feel like
2: Buffy would do that, and and and. I don't know. It, it might make more sense like sometime last season. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This yeah. is like what what are we doing? It's yeah. been a while. No, the
3: episode def I mean, look, it's like a, a, a move a movie's worth of character development that they shove into mm-hmm. one episode. And so the the turnaround definitely feels like a little
1: a little sped up. But yeah. you, you know, you sort of have to, I yeah. guess,
3: for this one. So I I get it.
1: But if we're to believe that this is oh yes, Jenny. No, no, Jenny no, raised her hand. No, no, no. I- uh,
2: I- <laughs> Please, uh, please, yeah. Jenny.
1: <laughs> please, please tell us what's on your mind. My, what's on my mind
2: is the ne- next. There's just a quick scene that's coming next. Paging, Doctor Ben, take your scrubs off. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Yeah, there's a really important scene. You're right, because
2: Doctor Ben <laughs> is with us. Jenny's hand is gripping the. Is piano this a new? Is this rival hunk? <laughs> uh, is that to believe? I mean, he's doing a great job. He's holding it down. Um. And he does have more than one ab, I will say that. Yeah. Yeah. True. There's a whole you could grate cheese on mm-hmm. um, those things. Mm-hmm. Um and we see him take off his scrub shirt, toss it in his locker, and then the camera kind of pans, Oof. and then we see this sort of like rotting snake clown demon guy. <laughs> That's uh, an accurate description. Yeah. Right? Slinking along, sticking its horrifying
1: black tongue out yeah it's bad i haven't been that upset about a mouth since the master and we're so
2: (laughs) worried about what's going to happen to ben and his beautiful abs
1: but then just then (laughs) i was like
2: probably probably Uh but then who should appear to prevent this rotting snake demon from getting into ben's business but
1: strong blonde who needs a favor In case it's not clear to you, we are calling this uh, character Strong Blonde. Uh, This is is her name. Mm -hmm. Okay, until Mm -hmm. further notice. Until Until further further notice. (laughs) (laughs) And
3: we we had to confer about that before we started. And I was like, no, I watched it with the subtitles on, and they called her Female Demon in brackets. So. We're, well, But Strong Blonde is funny, although I am going to say Strong Bad by accident yeah. at least once, and I'm sorry in advance.
1: <laughs> no apologies necessary. <laughs> so we go to the magic box.
2: Anya is so good
1: at capitalism. She's
2: so good at capitalism. Oh, my God. Geez. One of my favorite
3: things they ever did for a character on that show was give Anya a job in retail. Yes. <laughs> because it's like, she's great. She's so great. She's always a treat to watch. But this is like, oh. When they, in the writer's room, I can only imagine them being like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> what if we
1: get, got her into capitalism? No, yes. it's so good for her. Oh my God. It's the whole scene opens with her being like, please come back for more purchases. Of <laughs> 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 setting the tone. It's incredible. Uh, and she's so excited. She has a place in the world. She's a working gal. She mm-hmm. refers to herself as a working gal. Wow, well, this is how capitalism
2: sows its evil seeds. It creates a structure <laughs> that makes you think you need it to feel good in the world Ooh. and feel uh useful and h- like you have a purpose Lo, this is not the podcast for dissecting <laughs> capitalism please, especially please check that out our, our merch <laughs> That's the true hell
1: math, isn't it, The thing that I
3: really love about it that I only kind of really realized on the rewatch this time is that it also um, does the job of showing that Anya, who was a latecomer to the group, has a place. Mm -hmm. You know, she has this job. She's working for Giles. She's part of the group and integrated in multiple ways. And Mm -hmm. and that is also a good contrast because if she wasn't, she'd be more like. Terra in that way. And right? So I, I thought Feeling that was kind the... of, that was clever.
1: Well, and I'm interested. Okay. I'm interested and I'm going to talk about why soon, but I got in trouble in the premiere for not playing the hell math jingle. When I was supposed to play the <laughs> hell math jingle, we were talking about capitalism and Anya. So please, uh, can we play the hell math jingle for all the people at home who are mad? I didn't do it. Cha-ching. Hell math. Okay. So what I'm interested in about what you just brought up, Kate, is the, parallel a bit between like Anya and Tara they were not part of the original Scooby gang this is how Anya's feeling her place because a larger question that I have I have a couple in this episode but one (laughs) is Anya is a a demon I mean she's at least an ex-demon she's fully accepted into the into the gang everybody knows this about her yeah so I wonder like why for Tara and I know there's a lot more there but like why for Tara at least that specific bit like that she thought that this piece of her would cause her ex- expulsion or whatever. Yeah,
3: I think maybe she doesn't fully understand Anya's demonness. Mm. I mean, maybe she wasn't around. She wasn't around for that. Like, she wasn't. She, Anya was already part of the group when she sort of got into it. So she maybe doesn't really realize and... and Anya is an ex demon, not a yeah. current demon. <laughs> right. And Plus, so. she's had
2: like a certain idea about what she has drilled into her head since she was a baby. Yes.
1: Yeah, and then I think probably is the core of it that obviously the I'm a demon and I don't want you to know is a the theme that we've seen on Buffy. We saw it super uh, in a super big plot line in Angel season one with Doyle. Yes. Um, there, and so I, you know, I know that the metaphor is there, but I was just like, okay, but there is already a demon in the group. She's ex.
3: Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, she's ex demon, and again has a job. You know, <laughs> yeah, she has a place, functioning, contributing members to society. What does the thing she says anyway? It's very good. So it, you know, it is, it is a little bit like I, I, I don't entirely know why she wouldn't have told them, but they do kind of hammer home that she does feel like an outsider to begin with. You right. know. And there's the whole gay thing and there's the whole right, gay thing you know, and right that so. like
1: even hearing you just describe it it's yeah. like the amount of human beings that i know who have not told people that they know full well would be like, I love you, I still care for you, like your queerness is not something that would ever make me reject you and have not still told them about their queerness because of the inexplicable fear that even though you have those facts, when you disclose that you yourself are queer, somehow those rules will change. Mm-hmm.
3: Because it also becomes real in a way that like, there yeah. are a lot of people who are accepting in theory, yes. and then when it's their kid or partner or friend, it's like, oh, now it's real and now it affects my life And and so I can I understand the fear and they're they're playing that really hard in this episode. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, she's she's the outsider because she's Willow's girlfriend. Like Mm -hmm. Anya fits into this heterosexual role in in the you know, it's easier for her to integrate. But they're also like Willow being gay is new. Tara is new. It's this whole thing where they they don't know how to act yet. Yeah. And even though they love her and accept her in theory, you know. They yeah. don't know
1: what they're doing. <laughs> and something that will, I think, probably dig into a little bit more at the end, but I think fits with this conversation is also not only that she's afraid of like disclosing her queerness slash you know ness but she's also, I think, afraid of disclosing who her family is yeah. and what kind of people they are. And I think that's super resonant for times no. we live in now, mm-hmm. but we can dig into that when we get, that's yeah. all the way at the end. I'm getting excited. <laughs> Kate, I feel like Kate's here. So we can like break, we get to break our format. <laughs> I try not to skip ahead. I try. know uh, like, it's me. I'm being, please. I'm being bad. <laughs> and what else happens in this scene? Anything that we well, need to uh, discuss? Giles is like, what's strong blonde like? And
2: Buffy's like, Well, she's kind of like Cordelia, (laughs) which, accurate. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Also, nobody knows. Everyone's sitting in a magic shop, and nobody
1: knows what to get Tara
2: for her birthday. Y'all.
1: Also, they have this... Like, oh no, poor straight people conversation, yeah. Xander and Buffy, where they're like, do you think there'll be a lot of other Wicca's? Yeah. <laughs> do you think we'll fit in? I hope so.
3: I love it so much because it's like, to look at Willow and they, they don't have a ton of friends. It's not like you're going to meet a whole parade. Right. It's going to be like four people, maybe. Like Who have you
2: ever seen Willow and Tara spending time with besides Buffy, Xander, Anya, and Giles? Yeah.
3: It's their first gay relationship. They are
2: only together
3: yeah but they
1: don't know they don't know is this if you're listening and you are straight I'm sorry. Does it? <laughs> come on over it to our better. side. It
3: gets better. Please I would buy like some to merch. hear.
1: Is this, is this the thing? When your friends come out to you, are you worried that you'll go to their gathering and be the only straight person there? I mean, that would be true if you came to my gathering.
3: I feel like <laughs> now it's a thing with like, you know, because people sort of mostly know what to do about gay people. Bi people <laughs> and, and ace people, you know, are a little bit more on, on the edge. Mm-hmm. Trans people, a lot of people don't know what to do or how to react to that even in the gay community. Yeah. So, you know, wh- what, that, what that metaphor is, is i feel like has changed a little bit Mm. but it it does kind of kind of work where it's like you want to be supportive but are you going to be the weird overly supportive ally are you gonna say the wrong thing are you
1: gonna yeah (laughs) so buffy needs to work off some tension um she scuttles on over to spike's lair well we think Mm. (gasps) because the next scene is (laughs) buffy punching spike but boy, does it take a turn.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, before it takes a turn, I just want to call attention as this is feels like now it's my calling upon the podcast.
1: There's a move. Oh, yeah. I wrote it for you, actually. Thank you. Yes, The wrestling expert, Jenny. Yuma. There's a
2: move that I have not been able to find the name of, but it involves it's sort of similar to the tilt-a-whirl head scissor takedown. hmm. But uh, it's less involved. It's more of a direct and less of a, a circular motion. Right. Uh, so she gets her legs around his neck. Yeah. And flips him directly over right. forward. If anybody knows the name of this particular move or any notable wrestlers who have used it specifically as a finishing move, please write in. And this let is us actually know. Ju-
1: this is just scissoring. Um, no, 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 no. I've seen that. I've seen that.
2: There are videos of, on the internet. And that's not what it looks like.
1: (laughs) Taking a deep dive into Jenny's private browser. (laughs) But yeah, so this quickly, I like, I'm glad that there wasn't like cheesy porn music behind this stream, but I wanted it a little bit. If anyone wants to make us that, we're here for it.
3: My favorite thing about this is that Spike's not winning. (laughs) Like (laughs) Spike's not trying to win. Like, they're fighting, but i mean spike spike in his heart of hearts i think is a bottom when it comes to puppies. so you know but, I, yeah i love that i love that it's like in his sex fantasy she's
1: beating him up yeah like
3: great yeah good, his sex perfect. fantasies are all
1: like him pretending he's gonna dominate and then being like oops yeah
3: oh no oh, oh no. no i got beat up I, I can't believe joss whedon wrote this one and uh, and the, and the t- <laughs> Kate Sorry. oh god we're I'm really- not part of the main <laughs> cast I can be rude
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh so the the scene really takes a pivot on Buffy's line she says oh I'm coming I'm coming right now and then <laughs> and then we cut of course to the fact that he is having sex and he is having sex with harm Mm-hmm. And she's calling him her little lamb. Her little lamb. It's so weird. Speaking of him being a bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he likes those pet names. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so that happens. It's great. It's pretty great. Um, and we find out that Giles has gotten Tara a crystal ball. Yes.
2: I mean, you know what I want?
1: A crystal ball.
2: Yeah. Now that I've, the idea has been introduced to my consciousness as something that I. Could possess right. I'm can, interested. There's Somebody... lots of places in LA you can get them. Crystal balls, yeah,
3: yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. House of Intuition, they yes, probably have it. Yes, I was going to say that. I was there <laughs> like
3: last week, yeah. and uh, well, two months ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and they do have crystal balls right? in there, and yeah. This is oh, not God. an
1: ad for House of Intuition, but oh, it is, I guess. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, it's a good place. So Giles gets a crystal ball for Tara. We find out, and then we meet. Donnie mcclay i believe mm-hmm. his name is Donnie, yo. who's played by kevin rankin who's- yo yes jenny this family oh. this whole crew yeah we have kevin
2: rankin who was in friday night lights and breaking bad oh, and God, justified he in he's
1: in fucking everything yeah. he's, he's in lost in a, an episode of right? lost right, he, yeah. Right, true. Yeah, yeah yeah and in a second him. we're gonna see fucking amy adams amy adams Fine. And then
2: the dad is played by Steve Rankin, who may or may not be related. They're not. I actually
1: did the did the dig on this. I a did while a dig ago. and I couldn't get like a solid confirmation oh, one way or the other. God. Now I'm doubting myself. I would
3: have been able to make an amazing Rankin family joke that would have played so well in East Coast Canada. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shout out. If you're there and you just left, I love you. Oh my god. Oh, so yeah, this is quite a family. It's also incredible that Amy Adams is in this episode. It's so good. And every
3: single time someone brings it up uh, or like, because I did, I did a a Twitter thread a little while ago, this thing that way more people ended up responding to than I was expecting, um, where I was like, what's your favorite guest spot of someone who later became famous? Right. You know, and so you see them in like a really weird role. And there were some incredible ones. It was so funny. It was took up my entire day, but a lot of people brought up amy adams and every single time i was be like she says bitch <laughs> oh my god
1: i love when she turns yeah, I love it. like,
3: no people rarely ever say that word on buffy and she does and it's like one of her 10 lines yeah on the episode. yeah 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 it's just very special to me cousin
1: beth amy um. adams says bitch <laughs> So yeah, so we meet the brother first and he has this fucking energy. <laughs> and it's this God. fucking beard. Right? Ugh. The whole thing is so recognizable. Yeah. Like you all know exactly how to respond to this human being based on your experience like, in the world. Finish
2: yeah. pumping your gas and leave. Yeah. Yep. Get out of here.
1: Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Do not engage Get with this Get back on guy. the highway. Yep. And you see them all very subtly clocking it, clocking it, clocking it. Yep. Just like, so y'all witches, don't do a <laughs> spell on me now. It's like this, menacing yeah so we go from
3: this like weird straight allies overcompensating (laughs) trying to be good but also not doing it right to like full-on bigot yes which is also a good you know to show the contrast yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, very good but yeah he sucks
1: (laughs) Ooh, yes tara and willow walk in this is the second time we get the joke brought up. Tara is what like, so I from Willow.
2: Hilarious <laughs> joke. Hilarious
1: Willow. So you nailed out. it, Tara. <laughs> <laughs> I get you, baby. <laughs> it's perfect. Um, and then this is like really awful because you see the look on Tara's face of like fuck and also mm. there's like two things happening you feel super bad for tara and the scene because you're like oh no this is bad for her but you feel so bad for willow yeah um who's like trying to process in real time that she's in love with this woman who has this entire history that she has never heard a word about
3: uh-huh. and she doesn't you know get acknowledged or introduced which is like yes. of course of course. She introduces
1: you know. Giles. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like,
3: I get it, but also that adds an extra layer of like, wow.
1: You know, yeah. and this is one of those like experiences as a younger queer person that – I remember, I mean, I, I wasn't aware that I was internalizing it at mm-hmm. the time. And it's only looking back that I remember just accepting that I wouldn't be introduced in certain moments. Yeah. And now, you know, I'm so much more aware. I'm so much more out and loud and all these things. But this is a, a moment that maybe if you haven't lived that experience, you don't understand that that's a blow for Willow.
3: Yeah. And and mm. it totally like if if I were in Willow's shoes, it's like, you understand. Like, she's dealing with so much and had this thing sort of put, you know, like, I, I feel like everyone in that room can empathize with Tara of and course. no one's going to be like, I can't believe you didn't oh my introduce God. me yeah. when your dad was outing you as a demon. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I get it, but, you know, this is me, like,
1: reading too much into it.
3: No, yeah, no, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's a Something lot. you would know nothing about in <laughs> <on> season five.
1: <laughs> so, okay, so they're going to go to dinner. Well, they're not, but you think they are.
2: Also, have you ever heard... You know a lot of people who refer to their cousin as Cousin So-and-so? Cousin Beth, I know. Clearly just be like, this is not Tara's sister, but we don't want to, like, spend the time expositing that, so we'll just name her Cousin Cousin Beth."
3: Beth. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I clocked that. I was like, okay, uh-huh. sure. Sure, 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 sure. name sure, back,
1: sure. first name cousin. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Very, like, it always feels so sad when y- you're writing something and you have to do that. It's a thing in comics a lot, especially, well, in shows. You have mm. to name someone within, like, the first scene that they're in. And, and a lot of the time it's like, <laughs> there's no comfortable, natural way to do it. Right. So you have to be like, oh, you've always been like this, brother. Or like, <laughs> yeah. it, it's really awkward, but
1: sometimes it's like, uh, we just got to get to the next oh, scene. We we gonna, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So let's go to the next scene. Speaking so. of... <laughs> I just feel like, I look at Jenny. I'm For the listeners wow. at home, I'm looking pointedly at Jenny. It's <laughs> time for a little more
2: context.
1: I squared away the rest of your stuff. Wouldn't even know you ever left.
0: <sighs> You're a god. You're like the god of boyfriends. Nah, I just like it when you owe me favors. Well, this earns you a big favor. There could be outfits. Oh, be still my heart.
2: There's going to be outfits. <laughs> That's really the the moment I was Whoa, Well, I've seen for. some other videos on the internet where there are outfits.
3: <laughs> I did. I wrote down like six notes from this episode because I was like, I know this. Yeah. I, yeah. But I did write down there might be outfits.
1: <laughs> uh uh-huh. There for it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not there for a lot of Riley Buffy, but yeah. I'm what? there for role Let's playing Let's just Riley really Buffy. quick brainstorm. Who do you think wears the outfit? Well, I think maybe Ooh. they both
2: wear outfits. Outfits and what are they? What are
1: they? I don't know because they're because if they're putting it like it's like they're not gonna go like military, you know, GI Joe and GI Jane, Spider Man and Spider Woman.
2: Mm. Jenny put um, some thought into this. <laughs> no, these are just right <laughs> flying off the top of my head. There's
1: no
3: way that he's gonna wear an outfit that like emasculates him in any way at all because he's very.
1: But very maybe he would go like his farmer. His farmer <gasps> maybe he would go Farmer Finn, or maybe like Ooh,
3: Tarzan you know? and like a. Uh, oh, I like Farmer Finn and like Big City Girl. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my god! That's fun. Yes, 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 Urban yes, Slayer. Yes. Oh my god, I'm like, sorry for slapping my knees.
3: Coming to town to like take care of some local thick vampires. It's like, ooh, look at her. She has a pencil skirt.
1: Yes. And she's like, I didn't realize you could ever get corn this cheap. <laughs> oh
2: my god.
1: You the can take it so there. big.
2: <laughs> One time,
1: Kate's in the house, everybody. We go Woo! we go hard for Kate, you know? <laughs>
2: One time I was visiting my home in rural New Jersey uh, with my ex-girlfriend, Kathy, and I was, like, just out of college, and we went to a, a produce stand to get ears of corn, to roast corn. Um, I'm going to
1: edit porn music underneath this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and we asked the farm stand lady. We said, like, we've never picked out corn before, because look at us, and how do you know if it's a good one? And she, I swear to God, she picked up a an ear of corn, like hefted it, and kind of like thwapped it against her hand, and was like, you know, the texture should be like, well, you know. Oh my God!
1: <laughs> oh my God! my god I can't
3: believe there's a better story related to corn than I have and not oh, the fan
1: what is my- your corn <laughs> story fuck I don't have one <laughs> we should just
3: dub <laughs> this episode cornography <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Um, no, um, mine is not. What? It's just that they're in, in my small hometown. There, Every time it was corn season, um, our grocery stores would always inexplicably, like, I don't know who was causing the problem, but I was fascinated by it. Inexplicably have like 46 signs that were like, do not husk the corn oh. like, on every display oh of corn. God. And they were like printed off like clearly. Oh my and God. they kept, it. there were so so many. If if anyone lived in Halifax,
2: Nova Scotia oh my between God. 2007 uh, and
3: 2015, it was
2: just every season. It would just make me laugh so hard. But you you gotta you gotta buy the corn yes. first, take it home,
1: set up your webcam, and then you can
2: ask. it. up. You
1: gonna take it to dinner okay. first. <laughs> I'm excited that your corn ography got the <laughs> word thwap in it. Yes. <laughs> um, also, but that's this incredible. is incredible. This is jumping ahead, but I cannot possibly ah! sit here and hear you talk about thwapping uh, corn on your palm without skipping to the scene where fucking Tara's dad. Is <laughs> <in the laughs> I suppose.
2: You wanted me to see all these (laughs) toys, (laughs) he says, hefting a crystal exactly the size, shape, length, girth of a dildo.
3: This is the only part I (laughs) screencast. Because I was like, if we don't bring it up, I'm going to start a
1: riot. (laughs) Jenny texted me literally immediately, and I I was like, yep, got it.
3: I had totally forgotten that part because I remembered him being in the room Uh... and being like, I can't believe you left all your
2: witch stuff (laughs) out. But it's like... (laughs) A dildo. Sir. <laughs> it's really
1: it's a real specific choice. It is
2: wild. Oh my god! Okay. viewing your lover with the power of Hecate from within. <laughs> I mean, wow. they do make crystal
3: dildos, so you know. Yeah. They do do the they? Yes. They and do
2: we- you need to charge
1: them in the light of a full moon? Or <laughs> that's optional. Okay. Yeah. Um, Depends on how much fun you want to have. Sure. Exactly. <laughs> Oh my god. All right. Let's Sorry.
2: see Sorry. where the hell we okay. even all are. Right. Let's hose this Kate is- down <laughs> and then continue.
1: <laughs> Kate, not just. I me. do not think it <laughs> is just Kate. <laughs> 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 okay, so this all stemmed from Buffy and Riley and their outfit. Hell yeah. Oh,
3: come on. It's
1: great. It's amazing. It's amazing. Uh and this is, we already talked about Melinda. And Riley. Is pissed. Riley Mm. takes a turn. He goes right from outfits to being like, "What the fuck is up? Why aren't like?" Because she, he can tell that Buffy is being super overprotective of Dawn, and he's like, "You need to tell me what's up," and she won't. And he's like, "I'm fucking out of here because you won't share your secrets with me."
3: Well, she's iffy. Ah, Yeah, it's am walking the line. It's walking the line. Yeah, because I'm on his side about her being weird about Dawn going to your friend's house. Right. Like, yes, she is being like absurdly overprotective. But then when he's just like. Oh my God. When he says when he walks out and he's like, you know, tell me when you're ready and I'll come running. And and then he Ugh. just like walks out and I was like, whoa.
1: Yeah. Whoa. Passive aggressive it it not not
2: kidding. There has been a build though in recent episodes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it like it makes sense. It's just a little like, whoo. Well, yeah. and that's the thing.
1: We're seeing like the Riley who is secure, and isn't this true for all of us? Yeah. The Riley who is secure is able to be like, Hey, I've got your back. I'm here for you. I trust you. <gasps>
2: What if Riley wore scrubs and then he took them off? Oh my god!
1: <laughs> Sorry, I just had
2: this brilliant idea and I had to interrupt you he to share had it. To borrow them from Ben and then Ben just didn't
1: have anything? <laughs> oh my god! god. Yeah. People are gonna be like, so why is this episode three hours and we're like pornography?
3: <laughs> why is it
1: labeled NC seventeen? I didn't even think podcasts could do that. <laughs> oh, okay, so. <laughs> So the next scene is, actually, the next scene is the one with the toys in the bedroom. So yeah. I wasn't even that far off. Nope. Um, and after this hilarious uh, crystal Dilzo moment... They have a very serious exchange um, where we find out the core of this episode, which is that um, her dad has told her that when she turns 20, this is when the demon side takes over. She has to come home with them. She is shameful because she has not been hiding this part of herself, like that she should feel ashamed of these pieces of herself. So we get a lot of um, things here. And also something that we get is him saying to Tara, you need to come home. Hmm. and She says, home. And I feel like that's like the first real big thwang of the guitar string that is yeah. chosen family. Like mm-hmm. she's like, what is home though?
2: Yeah. Also, it doesn't feel evil. Evil never does.
1: Yes.
2: Like, Insidious. Well, this is like gaslighting from my uh, years of going to born again Christian church. Yeah. Uh. And what's
1: sad about cousin Beth, right? Because like she's really there to set up the effect that this kind of gaslighting uh, can have on a person because yeah. she is so brainwashed that she thinks that Tara is evil and will not cannot recognize yeah she just
3: walks with wearing they, a t-shirt that says internalized misogyny yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what if
2: cousin Beth gets like, they take the RV home cousin Beth is unpacking and she like pulls out her like <laughs> many white uh, undergarments and various uh, things in her toiletry bag and then she's like what is this? Seven inch long <laughs> obelisk-shaped crystal all about. And then maybe everything starts to yeah, take a turn.
1: That's true. It's true. Oh my god, we, root. I love we it. We can literally have like a fanfic novel come out of this episode for God's sake. I'm
3: sure it'll happen whether you want it or not. That's <laughs>
1: yeah, true. Okay, so Strong Blonde has the clown tongue monster tied up to her incredible closet.
3: I lost it. I was like, oh, I forgot about her closet. Even though she basically wears the same dress all of the time. Iterations of the same dress that are almost always like PVC or pleather or like just body body con all the way. (laughs) It's amazing, but she has a whole giant closet and like very little else. Yes. What else do you need? Yeah, mm-hmm. Nothing. Sorry. Nothing. Cordelia
1: would be envious yeah. of this closet. She's got a lot of big coats over where Clowney yes. is chained up. Yes. Uh, I wish we got to see this character in more of those coats. I know. From being real. She's wearing a pleather or leather dress in
3: yes. this scene. Yeah. Which- I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure which one it was. Um, that doesn't like a solution to, to your pleather thing. concern. Yeah, um, whatever it is, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It doesn't have any stretch to it. It looks. It looked like because when she moves, the fabric folds don't don't stretch. Yeah. So that makes me think it's more on the leather side of things because pleather is generally stretchy, stretchy. Mm. but it's hard to tell.
1: I like to to egg you on for a little fashion (laughs) even (laughs) when you're here for for, uh, other purposes. Um, Okay, so this character... (laughs) I literally cannot get used to calling her... Strong strong Blonde!
2: Strong Blonde wants the Layak demon to round up some of his Layak buddies and suck the marrow from the bones of the Slayer. Yes.
1: She says before the scene is over... You have the cutest little separator, se- separating su- su- separating. Su- separating separating it oh. means oozing
3: pus. Yes, I looked oh, it up. Oh my god, I, I always thought it was separating because they were open. Separating. right. right,
1: right, right. Huh. Yeah. I knew because I had Excellent. the closed captions on.
2: Great. I knew because Great. I was like separating, let me google that. Yeah.
1: Mm. <laughs> Very good. So Willow wants to do this fucking spell again. We saw it in the previous on We didn't talk about that. But there was this time a million years ago, it feels like, when they tried to do this demon locator spell. Um, and we saw Tara toss the dust. Yep. Finally, I, a I, payoff. I know. At the time, our listeners were like, Kristen, do you really not know why she tosses that dust? And then I did not, uh, listener, because I am a goldfish. And I <laughs> forgot. So... Um yeah, they, they have this conversation and Tara's like, I don't think I'm feeling up to the spell. And we're like, oh, that's why she yeah. didn't want to be found out. She's
2: up to a different spell, though. She's ready to do a whole other spell that involves like blowing some...
1: Oh, magical dust. dust. Yes, the color of Kate's hair, as a matter of fact. I mean, I don't know if your hair will be this color in November, Kate, but. I
3: mean, it's been pink for a long time. (laughs) It's magenta
1: now. Thanks, Overtone. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, and that we go, we're like doing safety planning with the Scoobies in the Mm -hmm. next scene, and Tara's like, you think the mic got that? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Uh, And it causes this spell that means they cannot see demons. Yeah. Now, I'm going to jump ahead mm. because I would like to ask everyone if the spell means you can't see a demon. Then why the fuck did Spike need to punch Tara in the face? Because they saw Tara. <sighs> well, then we wouldn't have gotten to see
2: oh, oh, a Spike oh, oh, oh. punch Tara in the face because
3: she hadn't turned yet.
2: It oh, wasn't her birthday. It was before. Yet.
3: That. This was this was an anticipatory spell. Okay. That this is my guess. Okay. I mean, I, the real answer is because the writers needed that to happen. Yeah. But yeah. And That's
1: me justifying. <laughs> so
3: maybe sloppy writing. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know.
1: So the demons, um, unfortunately, that become unseeable are the spooky clown tongue dudes. Yeah. And this is kind of this reminded me a little bit of Hush, especially when Willow oh, yeah. opens the door. Oh, you know? yeah. Uh, and they're just all like, hello. And she's like,
2: mm, "You know nobody's here. Yeah, yeah. I don't
1: see anything. Today's episode is brought to you by Regal Cinemas. Okay, so we're going to get to the invisible demon scene, but there's a couple of important scenes that happen before we get to the invisible demons. Um, One is very visible demons at a bar, known as Willie's. Oh, yeah. Sitting next to one Riley Finn, who... First of all, it's been named that everyone on the show is 20 years old.
2: And yeah, Well, Riley was a TA, though. Okay. You may have forgotten Riley was a TA. Did you know Riley was actually a (laughs) TA? That means
1: teacher's assistant. Thank you. Usually it's
2: like a position held by upperclassmen. He's a TA. You
1: know what you've earned yourself, Jenny? I'm a TA. I'm Riley. You've earned yourself the Riley jingle. Riley. Uh
3: have anything nice around here. <laughs> so, I really love that. Um this is like a total aside, but I'm playing this video. I'm I've beaten it by now,
2: but uh
3: <laughs> in, in late September I was playing Fire Emblem 3 Houses, uh which is like a JRPG, uh turn-based turn-based RPG game, uh very very anime. It's very anime. And uh the thing I've been enjoying about its translation more than anything else is that it takes place in like a College school but no one's age is ever said. And like, it comes up a bunch because you are playing a professor who is the same age as the students. And that is spelled out very clearly because you can romance them all. (laughs) But it keeps being like, how old are you? And you're like, I don't know. And then the character will be like, well, I look younger, but I'm not. And it'll be like, how old are you? As old as you are. And it's like, (laughs) you are just dancing around this, like how people get so angry if you ship characters that are minors or whatever like yeah. you know or supposedly and you know I'm not even gonna get into that whole thing but I think it's really funny yeah. how they do that and it's like well how old are you well how old are you <laughs> how
2: old do you want me to be <laughs> exactly anyway well, anyway Riley's a TA Riley is a TA. Riley's a TA and Riley is now apparently going to Willie's place every night yeah. to drink alcohol
1: yeah, Riley is drinking and cavorting. not fully cavorting, but he's, you know... He's dabbling. Serving he's up dabbling. Some mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he really is. He And he's sort of um, showing us a side of himself that we have not seen. I mean, I think this is, like, just a taste, but it's, like, a darker side of Riley.
2: Well, yeah. you could tell by the hair gel.
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> Dark Riley. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, over at Spike's... There's a whole other situation happening where Spike is, like, fondling the mannequin when Whoa. in walks Harmony, who he, he has a pet name for. He calls her Sweetbreads, which <laughs> yeah, is incredible. hilarious. That
3: was great.
1: So incredible. see her
3: give him pet names so many times, and he doesn't reciprocate, but it's like... Okay, he's sort of stopped fighting that. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And like the fact that it's like, in case you don't know, listeners, sweetbreads are not sweet bread. They're not sweet, nor are they bread. They are the pituitary gland of a cow. <laughs> what?
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. I Would did you... not know that. It makes perfect sense. So now,
2: yeah, it's like in the Are you, the you feeling any different to... about my
1: invitation to come over for sweetbreads next week? <laughs> Honestly, I'm more excited. Okay, Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but it's in the eyeballs to entrails family. Yes. You know? yeah. oh, it is literally good. located between your eyeballs and your entrails. Oh my Perfect. God. <laughs> um, and so Harmony has heard these rumors of the Laoc demons, mm-hmm. these cl- clown tongues. Uh, who are out to kill the this- I feel like your abbreviation of my initial naming of the demon like
2: <laughs> continues to truncate and become more and more obscure. Well, it
1: seems like that, but I actually refer to them in my notes as clown tongues. Oh, I see. <laughs> Carry on.
2: I love this scene.
3: It is one of my favorites in the whole episode because Harmony's gossiping about with the other vampires first of all where is she shopping in los angeles at night everything here closes <laughs> April Fool's. Uh-huh. yeah um <laughs> but it, it like the gossiping with the other vampires like you know it's this guy who was sired by that guy you remember and like <laughs> i loved that
1: so much it's so good also she's like stoked of course that they're gonna kill buffy and she's like you know if they really do it spike we should get them a gift basket yes <laughs> Just- <laughs> If you are listening and you want to fucking tweet at us or email us at bufferingthevampireslayer@gmail.com at of what you think Harmony's gift basket to the Layak demons would include, oh my God. I would Even, love to know. You I know, can't
3: begin. That's very good. Um, Probably some like, like a skincare regime. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, one, please, one, one,
1: please, yes, <laughs> something for your tongue <laughs> from separating to supple. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> So then we scuttle right over into your one of your favorite scenes because it's when cousin Beth, oh, speaking of tongues. Oh. She's got some uh, <laughs> she's got a tongue lashing for old Tara. I think
3: some of the issue here is Tara's tongue lashing.
1: <laughs> wow.
3: Sorry. Wow. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's just <clears throat> ahem, ahem. I... <laughs> Yeah, so Beth shows up in this so specific to the era like a tied there was a name for those shirts and sweaters at one point that like only went to just pass your boobs remember they were like they like like little half cardigans someone's gonna know and they'll tell you this (laughs) one that's like a crossed over like wrap Half very like, with the ruffles thing, yeah, thing. like
1: a like a conservative take on Britney Spears is. Yeah, uh, she's got like
3: a shirt under it. Yeah. she's got this low side pony thing happening. <laughs> Amy Adams has looked better, but
1: I get that she's is, going she's for a country girl. Right. She know. doesn't. She doesn't. Uh, she's not up on all the Sunnydale styles. Exactly. No one has told her about pleather. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, brainwashed cousin Beth calls Tara a selfish. Pitch. Oh my god uh and she says you know your dad and donnie can't take care of themselves like how dare you as the female of this oh household leave them to make their own sandwiches <laughs> and so now i would like to actually play the patriarchy jingle Ding dong, it's the Layak Demons! Oh, ding dong, can't see them at all. Luckily, Buffy has been doing one-armed handstands and you know, communing with her crystals. Uh, Not the kind of communing with crystals that that Willow and Tara have been doing. You are just
3: as bad as me. (laughs) I do like that we Xander's like, why why do you go stretch out and train?
2: Okay, Xander, sure. Although Xander's like, I've seen some videos on the internet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I do have to say I'm pretty into the Buffy stretch that the scene opens yes, with like, mm. every once in a while you just fall into that hole of objectification and i just fell right in yep. i was like oh god <laughs> what? that's who what? left the manhole cover <laughs> off <you> at? At? <laughs> i tripped and then i
3: was there <laughs> it's not my
1: fault <laughs> um so Sp- spike has a great moment in this like fight scene that we get they, they all do a great job i think all of the actors in the scene and, and probably the stunt people um of this invisible fighting i think yeah. it's it's really done very believably and well spike rolls up and he like comes in and he just has this massive eye roll before he jumps in to help i know
3: yeah. it's so good because that really be- it's his thing and yeah. it's just it's a very good setup for future things yes
1: he just doesn't want it
3: to be he's like showing up being like haha I'm gonna watch the slayer get killed oh no she's in trouble yeah
2: (laughs) shit
0: shit shit shit, shit.
2: yes also we get to see Anya wielding a big magnifying glass and we see Emma Caulfield holding both weapons and non-weapons in a weapon-like manner throughout the (laughs) series and it like never stops looking hilarious and great that's That's all should
1: we play she's all elbows Anya her jingle she spent
0: one millennium demonically vengeance in speaks her mind. And then some, you know, she's partial to the finer things and down with double boyfriends. Oh yeah. exchanging cash for goods and also services. She'd love to hold the money for you. She'll hold that cash. Just keep the bunnies far from Anya.
2: Yes. Well, <laughs> it's
1: about damn time. I say so Tara breaks the spell and, and also is, like, horrified mm-hmm. when she realizes what she's done. Oh, no. And then they defeat the um, clowns. And there's a really graphic kill where there's a clown, like, she uses the step to snap the clown's right. neck.
2: Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like a curb, yeah. stompy kind yes. of, like we know there's a new stunt person probably a new stunt choreographer as yes. well and it's like phew, okay. i don't like it. i to like go. the wrestling stuff but this is like a little it's too, too visceral. far yeah. i was
3: like doing my hair at this point and because i was like okay i know i know this fight scene yeah <laughs> it's it's a
1: little too much i do
3: i do like the invisible demon thing because it does remind us that buffy is a superhero because she like Senses them yeah. and is the best at fighting them and can do that thing. And that that comes up multiple times where she, ha- like, is fighting an unseen enemy or or something like that. And yeah. she has to, like, yeah. focus. Actually, like, I feel like yeah. the first time in, in the one with Clay Duvall, the Invisible Girl yep. episode, where she has to, like, you know. And I
1: think there's, the like, thing. elements of that and Helpless, too. Yeah. Like, right? Like yeah. yeah. Where mm-hmm. she's, like, I can sense it. I can't see it. Which I think is cool yeah just, it's just neat yeah it's totally. neat
3: continuity for her anyway yes demons
1: demons so they defeat them and in walks the McClay family um, and they are horrified that uh, that this has all happened and we get we've talked a lot about this already but we like we get this exchange where Tara is looking at Willow and she's like I'm gonna go like I've fucked everything up and also like I'm a fucking demon and this is why I did this there's this big reveal and Will, first of all, Anya is like comic relief and like, uh, yes. excuse me, um, excuse me, um, <laughs> my name's Anya, what kind of demon are they? Because yeah. um. some demons are. Widely
2: regarded as evil, and some become productive members of society, have found their place in the world. Enjoy capitalism.
3: Yeah, and then Xander gives her this very, like, proud smile, yes. which I actually really enjoyed. Yeah. I also, earlier in the episode, when he shows up and he's like, give me some sugar, and she's like, I've enjoyed your patronage. Yeah, that, hell like, yeah. I don't, I don't give Xander a lot of credit. That's a cute ass Yeah.
1: Listen, we, we, uh, <laughs> we all stand. I never say it out loud. I did it. I did it. <laughs> uh Xander bottoming for Anya like oh, it's yeah. just we're like <laughs> yeah. super fucking here for it he's finding his place in the world
2: yeah I'm sorry
1: S- I stepped on that <laughs> uh, oh, in sync in sync uh so but then the serious side of this is um you know Tara saying I'm gonna go and Willow being like what are you talking about and you can almost feel the like ptsd of oz leaving like it's Mm. because it's very like she's gonna leave she's just gonna leave right now like you can't do this and she asks her like do you want to leave uh and tara of course doesn't and fucking one of my favorite parts of the whole episode is when dad mcclay is like uh it's not your decision young lady to Mm. willow and then willow is like I know that and she says it <laughs> so strongly and firmly and the like, calling back to that moment of like not being introduced and feeling like maybe you shouldn't assert yourself like, ah, yeah. For it to like end in this place where Willow's like, step the fuck off, man. Yeah. is
3: nice. I, I did really like that where she's just like breaks where she's like,
1: yeah, you like, suck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I have a lot of sob, 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 sob written in my notes yeah. because this is when we then, uh, somersault into the girl belongs with her family Mm. um and Buffy is like okay well that's fine you know and and there's a moment of like what do you fucking mean that's fine (laughs) and she's like you just have to go through me and what's really cute is that like now we know who Dawn is and Dawn steps up next to Buffy and is like, "And you got to go through me too." And they have this moment of being chosen family. Yeah. Uh, so it's just <laughs> like this many layered. And I do really love
3: when Buffy says. She's a hair puller. Yeah. Oh, cute! It's so cute. Also oh. that
2: Dawn is like the first one, the like least capable, but the first one to like step up behind Buffy and be like,
3: squeak, squeak. <laughs> you know? Yes. Do you find it extremely weird that Willow doesn't? Yeah. Like she stays at the back and says nothing at this whole part, which I- Well, like- maybe
2: it's like about like Willow already- is with Tara, yeah. you know, and like everybody else has to step up and and show
1: yeah. Willow and Tara that. I
2: guess
3: that's fair. Yeah, like she she already is Tara's family, but and I true. think she yeah. also yeah.
1: But also, yeah, I think that she doesn't know because Willow doesn't know if they're gonna accept her. Like as much mm-hmm. as Willow's always like Tara, it's okay. Like you're you belong, you belong, you belong. Like Willow only has the ability to speak on behalf of herself, and she really hasn't gotten any confirmation until this moment. True that these family members of hers are welcoming Tara.
3: And they do Giles does his Giles backs them up and is like it's not just two little girls. Uh, yeah. Which is very Which silly is... because obviously
1: they G, Buffy could kill
3: everyone in that room yeah, without yeah, trying. Yeah. Right. But um But Giles is like Daddy's here. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. And then
1: <laughs> and then, you know, they have this like really beautiful moment and uh Xander, I think, is like, you know, we're all here and we're all gonna da and Spike's like, step me. Yeah. <laughs> and Xander's like, Oh yeah, step Spike. Yeah, Spike doesn't care what happens. I don't care what happens. <laughs>
3: but he does yeah because he punches tara to prove if
1: you know she's a demon or
3: not and that's great i love that when she's like he hurt my nose and it's so cute between the two of them
1: (laughs) yeah yeah so spike right like you said kate kind of unearths this truth that the whole demon thing has been a fucking load of malarkey Mm. to keep women under control God, are we really going to play this jingle three no, times?
3: We've done we've enough. Got, we
1: know what it is. The everybody. patriarchy's taken up <laughs> enough time. In this yeah, goddammit. it.
3: Um, but yeah, I do. I, I, yeah, I love that, and I love how Spike's just like, "Oh, you're a real, like, twisted piece of work," or whatever he yes. calls the dad. Yeah. Yes. When this all sort of gets outed, and you get to see Cousin Beth's uh, reaction to realizing <sighs> that she has been raised in a cult, yeah. and uh, is like. Cousin Beth's going to have her own, uh, not not a come to Jesus, come away from Jesus. Yeah, no, Step gonna... away from Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Put down the wrap cardigan
1: yeah. and pick up the pick crystal. Pick up the crystal. <laughs> hey. So oh, yeah. Tara tells her dad to just go. And Um, Beth is like are you happy now
2: and Tara takes a moment to re-envision the crystal dildo mm, awaiting her in her dorm room and bask in the warm glow of her newfound chosen family and she's like hell yeah yeah birthday party montage
3: anything it's so cute I do also like that it gives a moment to show that like Donnie didn't know that oh yeah like it's it's not yeah you don't really deal with it but he does have like as surprised a look so wow, it's like he had reached the age where they would tell him oh by the way yeah uh, we manipulate all the women in our family yeah. so get on and is yeah yeah because um, he also has been lied to so that's really like a lot to think about um, yeah but then, good
1: call much more fun is
3: the party <laughs> it's the party <laughs> also sorry
1: but tara's dad his last line is he just says magic, magic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <yes. laughs> so like that's great So yeah, let's go to the party. I scanned the room to see if it were full of queer people. I could not tell. I did not. Nary a flannel did I see. Well, the evidence that we have so far is that all queer people in Sunnydale
2: just wear like Renaissance fair dresses. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Or like sweaters with cartoon cats on them. Right, Mm -hmm.
1: correct. Mm -hmm. Willow is blowing bubbles at the party, which is about the willowyest fucking thing (laughs) that I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Yes.
2: Uh, Tara loves her crystal ball. And also her broom, her new broom, Don got her a broom. Don
1: got her a fucking broom. Speaking so of your cute. love for Their these two. Their
2: interactions
3: are so cute. Uh, I just love it. There's like, I can't remember where it's from and completely outside of spoilers, but there is a moment where they have a conversation while sitting on a curb.
1: It happened in episode two. Okay.
3: I, lo- I love that. They too. saw Russell. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's yes. That's
1: where the love came from. It's really, really sweet. And you can just picture Dawn like literally going to the hardware store. Yeah. Like, I know what I'm going to get her. Yeah
3: sweet. We get the the everybody everybody drinking and then Don going like, only losers drink alcohol.
1: Obviously. <laughs> and this was what I was talking about earlier when I was like, they're all 20 because they're yeah. all 20 and they're all drinking at the bar except for Riley and Giles. Maybe yeah. the bronze
3: is in Canada. <laughs> Ooh, who maybe? knows? There's a, there's a portal that <laughs> yeah, yeah, takes yeah, them yeah. straight to Montreal. <laughs> drinking age is 18 there. Oh. Getting wild.
1: Uh, Tara gets her last attempt at clarifying her insect joke and unfortunately it's with Anya who's like, Still not funny. I get it. Not funny. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And love then, oh, here we go. <laughs> I feel like literally anytime we talk to you, Kate, we end up crying about Willow and Tara by the mm-hmm. end.
3: Well, welcome to my entire teenhood yeah. was crying about them. Um, And this one, like, Uh, again you know we always I always talk about this but it's like the first time I saw this there were this show was so monumental in like solidifying and backing up my queer identity and being like this is real you know Willow not only has this relationship but like her girlfriend is her own fleshed out character and you know gets her own arc and gets her own victories and gets to be part of this found family and is accepted into this group and it's that the episode is not about willow like she's in it but she doesn't do very much other than be kind of a sounding board and and i i really like that was so special to me Mm -hmm. because this was one of maybe the first time it was like a fully tara episode yeah oh yeah yeah. um for sure and so that was a big one and then oh that song which i cannot listen to without crying It's a lot. Am I gonna dance to it at my wedding? Oh no! Oh my god! We already know Wild Horses is gonna be. (laughs) Obviously, (laughs) Coleen and I are so funny. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna talk about wedding. It's fine. (laughs) There are gonna be a lot of songs from Steven Universe though.
1: Oh my god! (laughs) It's (laughs) gonna be the best wedding of the entire. (laughs) Very
3: nerdy. Um, but yeah, no, I love that, and and they they. Yeah, they're just, well, you probably know the quotes because I don't remember them.
1: I wrote down, um, because this is kind of what I was talking about with the family. Like, not only was Tara ashamed of the fact that she was a demon, which wasn't true, but also if it was, there was nothing to be ashamed about. But she was also ashamed of her family. And that's kind of, like, what their, like, last exchange is about because um, she says, like, I didn't want you to know where I came from. Yeah. And Willow, as they're slow dancing. Oh
3: right! Yeah, yeah. Oh God. She says,
1: "I think about what you grew up with, and then I look at what you are, and it makes me so proud. It makes me love you more." Ah! Uh, and then, and then she's like, "How do you?" Basically, Tara's like, "How do you always make me feel so special, even at my lowest moments?" Yeah. And Willow, echoing in the opposite vein, what Tara's dad said as he left was like. Magic.
0: Magic. Oh, I
3: didn't realize the parallel to being the last thing her dad says. That's very good. I actually didn't either so I
2: just said it. All of them very
3: good. (laughs) Yes, Jenny.
2: That that was it. That was was her whole commentary. (laughs) Well, the one thing that I will say is I know that Sunnydale is like a weird town where a (laughs) lot of shit happens. But I have a hard time suspending my disbelief (laughs) that two people could float up into the air at the bronze while slow dancing and no one would notice or do anything about it
3: well they they float when they're having a nice time together yeah i believe it
1: you
2: know oh i wonder if we'll see any more of that
3: (laughs) couldn't say couldn't possibly say
1: oh it's really incredible i'm
3: legally forbidden from saying But it is really sweet, and there is a little moment when they're floating uh, up together where their their little toes touch because oh. they're hanging. Their, their feet are like hanging, and which is a very good. That's a very good detail because it doesn't just look like they're standing on an invisible floor, mm-hmm. like three feet off yeah, the ground, like yeah. they they are floating, suspended. They're suspended, and it's so it's like by you know their core, their heart area, and it's very like.
1: And it, and it, they're beautiful. like they're truly like wrapped around each other yeah. which is and and this this we are finally we finally cleared permission to retweet this gift of them I'm <laughs> yes. so because people anytime we talk about Tara and Willow this is one of the main things that we see because it yes. is such an incredibly beautiful moment
2: you can barely tell where one long sleeve black background <laughs> dress begins and another ends <laughs> I was going to
3: say they're paisley
2: intertwined
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Oh, but yeah, this is a... Which one is the peasant top and which one is the peasant bottom? (laughs) Wow. I don't think I've ever snapped on the microphone. I know, it is, right?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to all the peasants out there.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, I think we've done it. Do you want to talk about anything else? Have we forgotten anything about this episode? No, I mean, it's so good it's so good (laughs) I
3: just I I love it I love the scene in the end I think about it all the time when I think about like you know the most romantic moments from things I've seen the Mm -hmm. most impactful kind of moments and them dancing together is like right up there with with their first sort of kiss and like with the candle blowing out it's like it's such a beautiful moment and that they they get that episode you know Tara gets that
1: and this, like, I got the chills while you were talking because I think uh, so much of what happens in the buffering universe mm. is informed by what happens in the Buffy universe. And, like, this is not the first time, but maybe the most intense time we've seen Chosen Family. Yeah. And, like, that is, that's why, like, when we talk about this podcast, we're like, it's it's a podcast, but then it's, like, something else. Yeah. And it's because this show really, like, helps us to understand how deep our ties can go to our chosen family and yeah. that, you know, they underline it even in a, in an actual line in the scene in the magic box where, uh, you know, the dad is like, sh- you know, she's our blood kin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, like, what are you right? Family. family. Like that yeah. line is drawn Mother. clearly. Yeah, it's <laughs>
3: so good, And that, that makes me cry too. Cause mm-hmm. I am a person who for most of my life has had chosen family. Like I, you know, I'm close to my mom and, and, but like, I, I, things things have not always been easy yeah. <laughs> shockingly mm-hmm. for a queer person yeah um and there have been a lot of times where i you know haven't haven't been in touch with my parents and have you know yeah created families around me and i think that's what we do you know that's right. what queer people do that's that's pretty basic stuff and i think that that is really appropriate for this episode about tara like mm-hmm. about this queer relationship and that that yes. being part of the analogy is like you know, you you can move away from your family, and you will find other people, and and like it's not, you know, I think it's really beautiful, yeah. and and I think it is, yeah, it is really beautiful for the podcast because it is an incredible family of horn dogs that <laughs> is it's so sweet,
1: it's so sweet. And every time I go
3: to a buffering thing, everyone I meet is so incredible and sweet and and amazing. I actually was at a con recently, and someone came up and they were like, "I saw you at prom," and I was like, "You were dressed as Tara," and it was like a very oh. fun, great moment. A oh. um, bunch of people at Flame Cons, said hi by the way oh my god hi to <laughs> all of you said hi
1: at God. it was great
3: it was great but um, we we,
1: yeah I mean we love our wonderful. chosen family and I think the reason we know about chosen family has a lot to do with yeah. um, our queerness and also like <laughs> shows like this that fucking underline it so yeah. anyway <laughs>
2: let's take it from one end of the spectrum chosen family all the way over to the other <laughs> end of the spectrum for the sexual attention awards It's that time once again, of course, the most important part of the episode, some might say, (laughs) for us to tell you who the nominees are for this episode's Sexual Tension Awards.
1: We've made Jenny read all four of them because Mm -hmm. she's so
2: excited. I'm so excited. Here are your choices. Good luck picking one. First up, we have, oh my goodness, <laughs> convening at long last at a roadside stand that only sells great big ears of corn, it's Farmer Finn <laughs> and Big City Slayer. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. Well on their way to a tilt-a-whirl head scissor <laughs> takedown, it's Wrestling Club with Riley and Xander. Hot, hot, hot. A pairing that really needs no introduction, except for the entirety of this episode that came before it. It's the crystal dildo and all of us. Hell yeah! Long may it rain, <laughs> all hail! <laughs> <laughs> and in the fourth and final slot, wow. for your consideration. Wow! It's naughty vampire gets well deserved beatdown from petite blonde slayer 1080p HD. <laughs> I explained to Jenny that I would not be able to fit
1: that all in the Twitter poll, but I'll do my best. Spike and Fantasy Buffy. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
3: You all know.
1: Um, we're wow. all already thinking it. <laughs> <laughs> so good luck. Follow us over on Twitter at bufferingcast. Uh The poll goes up the day that the episode does and it's up for a week. So you have a chance to vote for your pick for the Sexual Tension Awards. Okay, Kate Leth. That's me. Thanks for being here with us. Oh my gosh. It's the best.
3: Thank you for having me. <laughs> you continue to tolerate me five seasons uh, in. The I- best.
1: I thought about <sighs> that actually as we were uh, waiting to meet you here at the space today. I was like, remember when like a million years ago we had <laughs> you on an episode yep. and then you were like, or we were like, I don't even know where the idea came from. <laughs> But like we were like this could this should go on forever. Yeah, I just
3: wormed my way in there. Oh, <laughs> that's what I do. And you're I'm
1: never like, allowed to leave. Never, <laughs>
2: never. It's, I honestly just three crystal dildos all in a drawer together.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do do do, best oh. friends. <laughs> it made me feel I was like really felt very sweet <laughs> about the three crystal dildos together.
3: yeah no it's uh it's it's been it's been my god we're like
1: the alternate version of the crystal gems
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god okay so (laughs) kate if
1: if the listeners somehow have not found you in all of the places where can they find you
3: in their dreams yeah Um, you can find me on twitter at kate leth uh you can find me basically everywhere at kate leth i'm kate um i since we're recording this in advance who the hell knows what I'll be doing in November because I'm a freelance artist and just trying to live. Um, But you can also find my comic Valley ghouls uh, at valleyghouls.com, which is kind of a new thing since we all got together. It is a slice of life comic that I do about me and my partner and other uh, friends as, as monsters and ghouls.
1: Y'all if somehow you have fucking missed this, which I can't imagine any of you have, but if you have not run, run do not walk <laughs> it's so good it's
3: on is a it's on instagram it's you can find it pretty much anywhere i do want to ask if you were going to be a ghoul what would you be it's <sighs> the limitations are animals or monsters
1: i need time to think about okay this, this is too big of but this me. is too big of a question could i
2: be jenny knows already please if it ever comes up mm-hmm. um like a yellow lab that oh, has vampire fangs oh, that yeah. like pop in like oh, the perfect. ninety-nine cent kind. Yes,
3: thank you. Absolutely.
1: I'm going to think about you, it. Yeah, get I'm back to Think me. about it and it, get back. This to might you. be a
3: moot point by the time everyone hears this, <laughs> but um, it was born in this moment. But yeah, that's that's what I'm. That's most of what I'm up to now, other than being here and, yes. and talking talking pleather and and Giles with all of you. Uh, yes. Well, yes. we yes.
1: fucking love you and thank, thank you for being here. Thank You, Jenny, if they would like to find a yellow lab with a retractable ninety-nine cent fangs, mm-hmm. where would they find you?
2: Well, uh, you can find me over at Jenny dot com or on socials at Jenny and I have a fucking new EP that just Woo! came out on yeah. Friday yeah. called Night Shift. And that's a thing you could listen to and obtain if you wish to uh, buy it in physical form and then put it under your pillow and whisper all of your secret thoughts to it every night. Um, I also you can listen to me talk about Veronica Mars over on Veronica Mars Investigations every week. And that is my stuff.
1: Yes. And Kristen? Oh, hi. I am Kristen Russo. And you can find out about the work that I do with LGBTQ people uh, and people who support and love and want to better support their LGBTQ loved ones over uh, on my website at Kristen Nolene. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-N. N O E L I N E. Thank you, Jenny. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. nice. <laughs> uh, and that's also, you can use that spelling to find me on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, I am still journeying through my so called life uh, on the Boiler Room podcast with Joanna Robinson. Woo! Uh, shout out to Joanna! Yeah! <laughs> Love us, some Joanna Robinson. Uh, and so you can find me at all those places, and you can find us at BufferingCast on Twitter, mm-hmm. on Instagram, and Facebook. And you can also go to BufferingTheVampireSlayer.com where you can support us on Patreon. You can buy merch, so much of which is designed by our very <laughs> own Caitlyn. Oh, my God. You can listen to all our music, <sighs> our yes. many Buffy songs. You can. You can do all of those things. Uh, and you could also, hey, if you haven't done it yet, rate and review us on iTunes. We love that. Please do. I think that's all we got. Oh, my gosh. Should we say Crystal Dildo one more time, just for good measure? <laughs> Instead of saying until next time, say Crystal Dildo in the same intonation, and then we'll howl out.
2: Okay, great. Perfect. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know you can do it. You're yeah, a musician. Yeah, I just
2: got to reinterpret. Okay. Crystal,
1: crystal Dildo Ow!
0: Choose who your blood runs through But you can choose who to trust You can't choose who your blood runs through But you can choose who you love Family feels different to me Than it did, than it did way back when Won't always be How you thought it would be But it fits in my heart and my head Haven't known you for forever But let's start from here You can't choose who your blood runs through but You can choose who to trust You can't choose who your blood runs through but You can choose who you love You can choose who you love Always knew we'd be an army of few But we fight, oh we fight side by side And now we do what we know how to do Hold the light, we survive and we rise Haven't known you for forever But let's start from here You can't choose who your blood runs through But you can choose who to trust But you can choose who to trust. You can't choose who your blood runs through, but you can choose who you love.